0: You're listening to the Over a Drink Podcast, the podcast dedicated to normalizing normal men talking about normal things, putting purpose to pain, turning men into soldiers, and weaponizing testimonies. I'm Mitch Parsons, and I am your host. All right, Over a Drink Podcast. Welcome to episode, I have no clue I've stopped counting. Uh, I have enough numbers in my head. Uh, trying to keep track of my eight month old daughter that and all of the things that she is doing that I, I you can look at the episode title to see what type what <laughs> number this is. Um, today's a fun day. I, it is probably going to be the last day that I record in it's been really fun uh, to learn all the ways to podcast the wrong way. Uh, I'm recording on two wireless Go mics, which are radiography mics hooked to cheap little boom arms. We're currently, if you were to see us, sitting in two chairs with a baby high chair in between us, uh, and the boom arms are hooked to the tray of the high chair. Um, because Jess and I are in the middle of transitioning towards uh, kind of legitimizing our podcast room in terms of equipment uh jess and i are going to start a podcast so stay tuned for that um but we're going to have official mics and official uh interfaces and we're going to have an, a video uh component added to it with lighting and cool green chairs that mm, love my wife likes um and jordan likes them too speaking of jordan uh we have jordan on with me today honestly my wife correct it's it's howbleib that's right yeah and it does not look like howbleib it looks like i um but jordan howbleib and the thing is is we've been friends for a long time now and i still it's like one of those things where like when someone asks you your social security number and you should know it by heart and then you're (laughs) like but is it actually that i need to go double check your name is howbleib and sometimes I'm like Jordan, I believe, and I'm like, well, that's not as even his name, or is it his name? I uh, so, and it doesn't help to look at your name because the spelling will throw you off. It's very deceiving. It's very deceiving. But Jordan is a good friend of mine. He, um, he now he works with my wife. Uh, he didn't start working with my wife. He has more recently become the youth pastor at the Park Meadows campus for Red Rocks Church. Um, I'm trying to think of how we even met. How did we?
1: I think when I started dating Brandy, that's um, what it was. We went to a birthday party for somebody at. I think it was your apartment.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because Brandy started bringing you around, and you were at YA a bunch. Yeah. And I was like, okay, we know him, but we don't know him. Um, And then we went to. I remember we went to Top Golf. And we just have been buds. Um, So uh, I'm super excited for you to be on. Thank you. It's been talk a second about how you landed here across from me
1: Oh my gosh that goes that goes way back like you said we've been friends for like such a long time now and it's been great getting to know each other I think one of the most special memories I have of you and I is yeah. when we went to Broken Tee and just started golfing together yeah. just like on the driving range Yeah um and we just had like a really cool connection because we had mm. very similar stories mm. with college and our friendships and our relationships and usually I don't really tell people about like college Jordan because there's a part of me that's like ashamed of him. Yeah. But um, with you I, I felt like I was like really comfortable opening mm. up and sharing that and because of your vulnerability I felt more comfortable hanging around you and getting to know your wife and your friends because that whole world was new to me. Mm. Um, and Gosh, it's been cool ever since to just, like, hang out. Like, I feel like we're always at someone's birthday party or some sort of hangout. Mitch plans, like, the coolest little events, and he's (laughs) such a detailed-oriented guy, if you guys know him. Um, Remember that prom? That That was fun. That you you, uh, planned out? Yeah, well, because Jess didn't go
0: to prom. She never went to her proms, and so I was like, that feels silly. You should go to a prom, so... We planned a prom (laughs) with a bunch of adults. It was so fun. (laughs) It was so fun.
1: (laughs) Got Um, really dressed up, took the pictures, had dinner. And then that guy thought we're there for a wedding. And we just let it happen and they paid for all of the the drinks. the desserts, the drinks. (laughs) That was a really fun
0: night. That was so fun.
1: But yeah, so I've been listening to your podcast since the inception of it. And I felt like God really called me to continue listening to it and support you as a friend and I know we talked about this earlier but the first time you asked me to come on I said yes because I felt so honored but ever like up until that day I was like I'm not ready I can't do this I was getting so anxious about it I'm like I'm not ready to tell the world my story or anything like that and so I was like either I'm gonna cancel on him (laughs) or I'm praying like you cancel on me And I think something came up with Benny or something where you had to cancel. And I was like, that was an answered prayer. (laughs) Um, But that was kind of like a while ago too, I feel like. So just listening to the podcast over and over and all these awesome guys that you've had on uh, just really inspired me to be like, okay, Jordan, it's time for you to step out of your comfort zone and um, share your story. Um, And hopefully parts of my story help other guys who may be struggling with the same thoughts as myself to really, um, I don't know, bring them some sort of peace yeah. or some sort of clarity, just yeah. some sort of connection. Well, I'm super stoked
0: that you're here. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that I had to cancel on you uh, because the Lord's timing is divine timing. And so today is the reason why you're supposed to be here, um, which I'm going to give you the space to share your testimony Um, to put purpose to pain, to weaponize testimonies. That's the whole mission of this podcast. Um, But first, you have, I told you 45 seconds. I'm going to give you a minute uh, because I am the captain now. This is my, just kidding. (laughs) Uh, You get one minute. Uh, But uh, one minute, uh, I'm on an elevator with you. We're going up, we're in like a Vegas casino hotel where they have like a billion uh, floors. You got One minute to tell me before I get off on my floor. Hi, I'm Mitch. Your name is?
1: My name is Jordan. Yeah. As you said earlier, um, I have two sisters, an older and a younger sister with a niece and a nephew. I'm a very family-oriented guy. Yeah. Um, I have two very loving and supporting parents. Um, And, I mean, a little about me, some of my favorite things about life are hanging out with friends Reading, traveling, um, growing in my faith, um, being with my youth students. Uh, Some of my fears in life are spiders and failure. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I am just average, ordinary Mm. Jordan. (laughs) You've been married for about a year. Yes, I am married to my best friend, Brandy, who I met through church. Yeah. Um, And that story in itself is wild and crazy, man. Um, But... The Lord brought us together, um, and I have not never been happier in my entire life than with her. She's helped me grow as a man, helped me grow as a godly man. Mm -hmm. She challenges me. um, She calls me out on my BS. Like she's not afraid to tell me what's up, and Mm -hmm. I love her for that. Um, And she's just like my biggest support system. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be where I am today without her and her guidance and her support. Um, And I'm just so in love. I'm so in love with her and it's obvi- that's obvious it's it's fun to see you
0: guys together uh, especially the size difference. Brandy is like <laughs> five foot nothing five foot maybe. nothing and you're six foot four four um, so it's it's uh, it's not comical it's just it's inter- it's
1: funny. Should, Which is comical. Um, I mean, our wedding photos, your wedding. even with her in heels, like she's <laughs> like not even close to my. my I love it.
0: I love it. Um, okay, well, there are going to be two. So, if you're listening to this, I'm kind of transitioning into a new format. Um, episode one is uh, getting to know the guest. So, Jordan, and I want you to. Uh, to learn about his testimony, about his story, about his heart. I want a chance for him to share that. And then episode two is going to be more conversational, talking about like, hey, like the topics could be, hey, you've been married for a year. Let's talk about that. What's been hard? Hey, um, you got a new job. Let's talk about that. And just like authentic conversation around the idea of like finances, like you're a a pastor now, which comes with pastor salaries and like, (laughs) uh, So just like authentic conversation around real things that men talk about or should talk about uh, in their day-to-day. So this is episode one. This is, uh, I'm calling it testimony time uh, with Jordan. So testimony time would imply that it needs to be a testimony. So Jordan, uh,
1: the floor is yours, wherever you want to start,
0: however you want to tell your
1: story. Yeah, absolutely. So I grew up Catholic. My family is very Catholic. Um, My parents... um, wanted us to have, like, this strong faith bou- foundation growing up. So I did all the Catholic things. There's, like, First Communion. There's, um, oh, gosh, I don't even remember the names. But there's, like, co- yeah. we don't have to Lots of Catholic there. things. Lots of Catholic things. But um, my parents were, like, amazing people. Like, they they were very hard workers. They had goals for us. They grew up, like, very poor. So they had goals for themselves of what they wanted to do. So my parents worked very hard to where they're at now and they're able to provide for us I'm very blessed in that sense um, but I grew up like not being like this athletic kid at all like I played sports but I was never on the good teams I was never the all-star of those teams but my sisters were very like good at basketball good at soccer they were always on the travel teams going overseas going to different states playing for like the best coaches going to the best camps and that was not me at all yeah and coming like from my dad's point of view like every guy like essentially wants to be like their like their dad or, or yeah. the dad has like goals for their son my dad was like this manly man good at sports like t- the tough dude could like fight his way out of anything kind of person. beat up other people's dads yeah like my dad can beat up your dad <laughs> yeah kind of thing and I, I always, like, felt like this shame, like, I didn't live up to, like, his expectation of what a son would be for him. Um, I mean, I love sports. I wouldn't call myself a competitive person at all. Like, if I won, great. If I lost, eh. Yeah. There's always tomorrow. Um, but, like, that sports never really got me far. I think what I was pretty good at was track. Okay. So I started running track. Um, and I was trying to like find out my identity, like middle school and high school was like extremely hard for me. Cause I did not have many friends. I was that really quiet kid in elementary school and then middle school came around and you have that freedom. Um, you're starting to like meet new, new people, new beginnings. And I, I still was like that shy kid that like didn't branch out. And as cliche as that sound, I was like sitting by myself at lunch or whatever. And then I was like sitting on the side of like those cement blocks at recess or whatever um and which i was okay with like i was never like really sad about that or so i didn't know i was because like what was i missing out on yeah and so even then i and then i went to high school and i had some friends because i did play sports like i played football in high in high school and i ran track in high school and i was a part of like student leadership and stuff so i was like in the process of meeting people but i'd never had like really close friends close connection there's this girl named morgan who i've been like best friends with since we were like seven years old and we went to middle school together high school together and she was like my go-to person but other than that like i really didn't have like close connections with people and this whole time like they were like pushing Catholic school, like youth group, on me, and I was going to Young Life. I was trying to meet people. I was, I just didn't know who I was. I think that was the hardest thing, and it was funny because years after I graduated high school, I went to a barbecue for like the Fourth of July, and I ran into my math teacher, (laughs) and she's like, "Jordan, like, wow, it's like so crazy to see you. You're all tall and strong now (laughs) because I was a skinny kid. I was a really skinny (laughs) kid. I'm like, yep, I, uh, I work out sometimes and She's like, gosh, like watching you in high school was so hard for me because I didn't think you'd ever figure out who you was, who you would be. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a compliment or if you just like backhanded slapped me in the face. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe. Yeah. And, but then I kind of agreed with her. Like I had the hardest time, like figuring out like what was Hmm. me, like what was my identity? Like, where was I, where did I belong? And I thought I found it in Young Life, and I loved Young Life. It was a really cool organization. I had met some friends through there, but um, it still wasn't, like, my thing. Yeah. And like I said earlier, I grew up Catholic, but I never knew, like, what a relationship with Jesus was. Mm-hmm. I always knew that, like, there Jesus existed and God was a thing. And I grew up like, okay, like, my parents want me to be here, I'll be here. But it was the whole time I had no idea what they were talking about. The songs made no sense. I was standing up, sitting down, kneeling, and I don't want to dog on Catholicism because I think it's amazing. Their yeah. morals or values, they're there. It works for a lot of people. They yeah. devote their lives to it. That just wasn't for me. Yeah, I was knowing, I was knowing about God, but I wanted to know God. Yeah, like I wanted that relationship. I never left church feeling like fulfilled at all i never i always felt i left feeling like worse about myself than when i went in Mm. and to backtrack a little bit my relationship with my parents were like not really there like i was closer to my mom because she was like this loving saint of a woman (laughs) always been um but my dad we've never had like the greatest relationship he was like that tough guy like he like struggled because he was like taking care of like his parents yeah my aunts and uncles, because they had like, our family has like drinking problems. And my, I think, I think that's like a generational thing to an extent. Like, you yeah. see what your parents are doing, then you start doing it. Hmm. My parents weren't alcoholic, alcoholics whatsoever, but the people that they were bringing around, I could see how dangerous alcohol was. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that was off topic. But like, I never had a close relationship with my parents yeah. at all. Like, they were there. Um, so telling them that like, I didn't want to go to church was almost like the worst thing we could Mm. have done. Long story short, I go to college at CU Boulder, SCO Buffs, (laughs) best five years of my life. Yeah. And I stopped going to church completely. Um, and I just like started partying and I didn't do drugs, but I started like going out a lot. I was drinking a lot more than I was. And I was just having fun. I was, I was getting, I was still like doing well in school. I met people and I felt like I was finally becoming someone. And part of like my journey of like self-discovery was like falling and getting scarred up mm. and making stupid, poor decisions. Like my mind was like, <laughs> I guess I had like a growth spurt because I was starting to get noticed by girls, and mm. they would like come around to the dorms and ask for our numbers, and we'd go out with them and do all these things like and I, and this was all new to me because I didn't really have friends, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like this attention i'm like, okay, like what's next? like how do I keep up and as a reminder, like I wasn't a part of church at this point, yeah, um but I did have this mentor his name was he was my football coach in high school, his name was coach t j and he was, like, very, like, we were very close. Like, um, he, like, kind of taught me, like, what it meant to, like, be a, a man of God, how to be, like, a man, like, for for women and all the things. Um, and he, like, came to school with me, and he, like, helped me get settled in and all the things. So Coach TJ was, like, a big part of my life. And I did a message on this um, with my students recently. It's the first time I got, like really, um, raw with them and authentic with them. But, um, I was telling coach TJ, like, yeah, I'm like actually like partying and having fun. I was expecting him to be like, yeah, go get it. Like high five. And he was like, what the heck is wrong with you? Like, that's not the type of person you are. Yeah. And he was calling me out on my BS and I texted him one night when I was hammered yeah i was i was drinking one night and i texted him it was right before my 21st birthday and um he's he actually came to boulder the next day and pulled me aside i was on out of practice and he um just like chewed me out in front of my entire team and i was he's like what's wrong with you like you know how dumb that was? And no one knew what was going on. I was just like a hungover kid getting yelled at by his mentor. And he was like a big football player at yeah. CU, like you. Yeah. And then you went on to play in the NFL. So he actually took me to Folsom Field and put me through like the most insane cardio workout. I had to start off by doing a stadium run. And I know you know what that is because you played football in <laughs> college. So, And I'm hungover. Yeah. Then suicide sprints and um, – Push ups, sit ups, like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And then I ended with a a stadium run, and if I didn't do it under twenty minutes, I'd have to start over. And I did it in twenty two minutes. So he's like, now you have under twenty five minutes to get it done, or you're doing another one. So I had to do another stadium run like this, and I'm like throwing up in the stands. I'm like, there's a game this weekend, so as long as I have to go play this stuff. Um. But yeah, Coach TJ was a really big part of my life. Um, he was kind of like my male mentor because I didn't have that relationship with my dad. Yeah. So um, when I was in college, like he he was the one that was really helping me like succeed, like with grades, with friendships, um, like career paths, like all of the things. Um, but I was still not really like going to church. I wasn't praying or anything like that. And it took up until like. Like I said, I was in college for five years and then I took a little time off, um, in between like going back to school. But essentially I started like playing with the idea of going back to church with my friend Eddie and Claire. They invited me to this church called Flatirons and I'm like, no, I've done the whole church thing. I don't want to go back, not doing it anymore. And so, um, Eddie literally drug, drug, me out of bed one morning. He's like, you're going to church today. And I didn't know what to expect. I'm yeah. like, it's just going to be another Catholic style mass or whatever. I go into this like huge building. They're like, yeah, man, this used to be a Walmart. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a playground inside this place. <laughs> and so we go in to sit down. And I'm like, this place is huge. And all of a sudden this like crazy band comes out, light shows. I'm like blown away by what's happening here yeah and then the pastor comes out and starts preaching and i'm like what is this and it really spoke to me i don't think i had like a, a true god moment then and there yeah but i want i went back the next week by myself and i just felt like god like called me back to this place and i don't remember exactly what the message was but it's something around like your past mistakes don't define who you are today. And that really got me thinking about like things that I've done, like things that I've said and things that I put myself in. And I just started break. I just broke, like, broke down and started crying. Mm-hmm. Um, so Flatiron started becoming like a regular place for me to go. And I graduated college and I went to their South campus, which was like right by my house. Um, and this was like, I was probably going for about a year, maybe a little less at this point. And, I still haven't given my life to Jesus yet. I was really taking my time to figure out if I go in, I want to go all in on this. Yeah. And so I was still like figuring it out. I still didn't own a Bible at this point. Hmm. And that's like a big part of my story, which I'll get to later on. But I met this guy and he's like, come, come do Young Life. Like, And I'm like, oh yeah, I was a student. I could be a leader. Yeah. And I went and did Young Life. And I started leading these kids, and I took them to church every now and then. But I met, like, this guy named Nate. And Nate was, like, the kids loved him. He was, like, Mr. Church. Yeah. And he was super cool. And Nate and I became, like, really, really close. And he invited me to Red Rocks Young Adults. And I'm, like, I'm already going to a church. Like, I think I'm okay. And so I go to Young Adults, and – I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I had an idea. It was going to be like flat irons, but it was at night on a Wednesday. And I'm like, who goes to church like during the week? Like that doesn't, or on a Thursday, that doesn't make sense to me. And so I'm like showing up a little late and I, it was snowing. And if you guys know me, I am not a fan of snow unless I'm (laughs) snowboarding, but driving in the snow at night is like
0: my least favorite thing. There's
1: traffic, bad drivers, all the things. So I had to park far away at this playground nearby walk to the building and so i was not happy i was like wanting to turn around and nate's already bad with his phone so i'm like texting him hey i'm here i'm here where you at i get inside and there's like over a thousand young adults in this place i'm like there's no way i'm gonna find him (laughs) so i'm sitting in the back i'm moping i'm mad and i'm not even really listening or worshiping because i was in such a bad mood so my first experience with ya i hated it i hated ya um But Nate's like, I'm sorry, that's my fault. We'll go together next time. So we went back the next week, and it was a whole new experience. Like I literally felt God's presence more on that night than I ever have before. Hmm. And so YA started – that was like my introduction to Red Rocks Church. And – I love the pastors. I love the worship. I love the community. There was so much love. There was so there was just like a peace about being there. I'm like these are like my people. Like I'm a young adult. I could meet people. So I got plugged into a small group, and that small group still meets to this day. Mm-hmm. And that was like five plus years ago. Wow. And they're amazing people. They have really helped me on my spiritual spiritual journey. Um, but like, I was still in between. Like irons and Red Rocks, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go to Red Rocks. And at that time, the Park Meadows campus wasn't open, so I'm like driving like 45 minutes to go to church or YA every single week, and it became hard. And um, so I started like experimenting with like closer churches because you know, because um, yeah, 45 like, minutes is a 45 long 45 minutes
0: is a long time, and that's not that's being generous. That's like because you what uh, you went to what the Littleton campus probably yep so e four seventies like.
1: Oh, bro. It was not great. Not great at all. Traffic was crazy. One accident could put you back. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm i not going to say the church's name, but I started going to this other church and it was smaller and it was cool and I liked it. So I started doing both. I started going Red Rocks one week, this church another, back and forth, back and forth. And at one point God was just like, I, I, I reached out to God. I'm like, God, where do you want me to be planted? Like, which church is going to be my home church? And I felt like I didn't know. I I didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. And because this one I was, like, starting to understand what tithing was. And I'm like, do I give to both churches? Do I split my tithe? Like, I didn't know. So this other church, like I said, I'm not going to say the name, but I had a really bad experience with them. Yeah. And it was, like, people in their leadership team mm-hmm. and, like, people that they, like, hired – We're just like saying like really hard things about their congregants and other staff members. And I'm just like blown away. I'm like, this is, should be the place where people come to feel like the most supported and the most loved yet. Your leadership team is literally speaking about people like this. Like, what do you say about me behind my back when I'm not here? Yeah. So that was like a, for sure moment to like make Red Rocks, like go back to Red Rocks church. And I am Extremely blessed and grateful that I had an experience like that because I've never felt so loved and so supported and welcomed and valued mm-hmm. and seen and heard in my entire life. Like, that's what I appreciate so much about Red Rocks Church is that they're authentic and real and they will bend over backwards to make people feel welcome. Mm. And I've had church hurt. The Catholic Church really hurt me like over and over again. All they wanted was to tell me that I'm going to hell, that everything I'm doing is wrong, that I need to tithe more so they can build a basketball hoop for their kids or whatever. And that's like one of the main reasons I stopped going to church because I just didn't feel like they were there for me. Yeah. Um, In a sense, like I was, I'm trying to figure out like where my spiritual life was going. But yeah, so Red Rocks became like my home church and I knew like that's where I wanted to be. That's where God called me to be. And I really started to plug in there. Um, I started to serve at Young Adults. I started to serve on weekends, Um, really poured into my life group. And essentially like that was the turning point. Like I was, I remember praying to God so hard one night, like, Lord, like, I am all yours and whatever you want from me, I want you to like make it so clear, like make me a vessel, like help me like impact someone else's life with my testimony or, or do something. And he's like, all I want you to do is serve. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that's so easy. You don't want me to like give like church all my money. You don't want me to do this. And so I was really starting to get planted in at Red Rocks and in correlation, I was working at this company, which I also won't say the name of. And I love that job because I was working for myself. I was my own boss. It was a fortune 100 company. It was a huge company in Denver. Um, I was a venture capitalist. So I was basically investing in startups and entrepreneurship. They gave me like close to $3 million a year to invest in other entrepreneurs yeah. and things like that. And, it was cool. I worked there for like s- almost seven years. Um, and then there was like this turning point where it started becoming like kind of shady. Like yeah. they're like, I was having problems with customers and I go to get like see counsel about how to fix it. And they're like, just try not to respond or um, ghost them essentially. Um, tell them that we'll give them this, but they can't use it until this time. And it just felt really like dirty to me. Yeah. And like this is when I'm like really trying to pour into my faith. And I just didn't feel right about like cheating people out of their money and their hard work and their dream projects. Um and so this was right before COVID. And I was like praying to God, like, Lord, like, do you want me to like quit? Can I quit? And he's like, Nope. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna ask you again, like, can I quit my job here? Ask you in Spanish now. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He's like, Nope. I want you to stay. And it was it was like so clear. He's like, no, stay. And I'm like, okay. And then COVID hit. And thank goodness because I'm making good money at this place. Yeah. Like I'm making money where I can afford to live in a nice apartment, drive a nice truck, travel, buy clothes, buy shoes, do literally whatever I want. I had like financial freedom. Yeah. And that's what I – my whole life I thought that's what I wanted was the ability to do what I wanted when I wanted to do it. And – um later on I realized that's not the case. Yeah, And so all through COVID, it just became more and more clear, like this is not where I wanna be. Like the people here are literally s- sabotaging each other to like reach the next paycheck level or get the next status of a career. And I just didn't wanna be a part of that anymore. Like yeah. it's not what I wanted. And my, like I said, my parents are very hardworking people. So when I told them I was ready to leave, they didn't understand it. And this is about the time where Brandy and I are about to like be married. So I'm engaged at this point and I didn't want to start my career or my, my marriage in a career where I come home and I'm just angry and mad and annoyed. That guy that just like sits on the couch and watches TV yeah. and like neglects his wife yeah, because like she's the only person there. Yeah, I didn't want that. And I prayed a lot about it and God finally told me, yep, quit, go do mm-hmm. something else. And I took a position at Cherokee Trail High School working with their special education department. And that is a, the Special Olympics and people with disabilities um, is a huge passion of mine. It's a community that I love and I care for so much. I've been working with them for, gosh, over a decade now. Wow. Um, and so I took this huge leap of faith Going from a job with benefits, 401k, a very nice paycheck, to a seasonal job, below minimum wage, no benefits, no 401k. Like there's a McDonald's next to the school that had a help wanted. Yeah, at like, this hourly work, wait. Hourly weight. That was making more than me. I'm like, bro, I could literally <laughs> go flip burgers and make more money. Um, and they might pay for your school too. A lot of those fast yeah, food right. places,
0: like I was looking at one the other day. Where were we? We were somewhere. They're like, oh yeah, we'll pay, we, we we reimburse you for your education up to sixteen grand a year. I'm like, for
1: real? That's tight.
0: Sorry, yeah, it's wayside, night. Go ahead. No, go. I
1: no, I was thinking. I'm like, maybe I should go work at McDonald's. But then I realized, like Jordan, God didn't call you out of a job for more money. Like, if mm-hmm. you like, that's not why. It, there's something deeper, and um. So I felt so good about myself. I felt like God was like really leading me in this season. I was I had way more time to like get into the word and worship and have like intentional time with God um while I was working at this high school. Um and I was only there for 4 months before I found out that the current past youth pastor at Park Meadows was moving yeah and i was recommended to interview for that job because you were a pretty heavy volunteer i
0: was and and then just to fill some space you also when that pastor casey was getting ready to move out you kind of stepped in as pseudo I and mean, without being labeled it like, like the interim yeah
1: yeah. And it was cool because he was like really prepping me to like this is how teardown works, this is how setup works, this is how small groups go. And Casey, like we we became really close really fast too. Like I love that kid I love that guy. I miss him. He's doing amazing things at his church in Arizona. I love seeing that yeah, yeah. them on Instagram. It's so cool. But um he really like poured into me and I like I was with Red Rock's youth Park Meadows since the very beginning of that campus launch. And I just fell in love with the students. I fell in love with Wednesday nights. Like I lived for Wednesday nights because mm. I knew that like I got to go to church. I got to see my students. We got to do fun games. I get to hear Casey preach. Like church became like my life. Mm. So I was kind of doing my job at the school and helping out as much as I can at Red Rocks Youth. Um, and then that whole interview process was a really cool but hard experience. Um I ended up having to rely on God more than ever because yeah. I'm like more than anything whether it's me or someone else like God I want you to put the right person in that role who is going to be the best for that role, best for the students, best for the church, best for the community like whether that's me or someone else, God. Um but I just pray that you, like, help my nerves in this yeah. in this season, God. Like, I relied on my faith more than ever. Um, I was fasting um, dinner for two months plus just so I could just spend some time, like, reading my Bible and writing in my journal and just, like, yeah. really preparing my heart. Like, God, if this is, like, the next step for me, then um, I want to make sure that, like, I am all in for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So when once I got that, the call and I went through the interview process and everything that I got the job, like I was like in tears, hmm. like God is so good and his plans and his timing is so good. As much as we hate to be like, God, like Her my timing might be a little better than yours. Like <laughs> he literally has been prepping me for the longest time. Hmm. Um, and ever since then, I have never been happier. Um, I've never worked so much and so hard in my life, but I wouldn't change it for anything. Hmm. Like my, my family and my wife are like amazing. And I love them to death. Like, they're always going to be, like, the thing I focus on the most, like, after my faith and after, like, pursuing Jesus. But, like, my students are, like, my my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have kids right now. Praise God. <laughs> Maybe one day, Brandy, if you're listening to this. Um, when she listens to this. She does. <laughs> um, one one day, like, I'm going to know, like, how to be, like, a much more loving father because of the students yeah. that I've gotten to, like, pastor and grow with. Mm. I've been with my my boys this, they're going into their senior year so four years four and a half years now wow which is unreal and amazing isn't that the craziest thing as like a youth leader
0: or a pastor now in your case like i remember like tristan literally came, walked into red rocks as a freshman and now he is that would have been what 2017 he and so now five years later he's a in college and has a facial hair and i'm like go away yeah i mean i love you but like come back when you're 14 again oh. <laughs> but dude that's so cool and
1: so then today you're here yeah and to like sum everything up because that yeah. was this was the first time i've ever shared like my testimony really like i've shared parts and pieces of it but like going through it i know is like super chaotic and i was jumping from like year to year but overall i have seen god do such amazing things like performed miracles in my life my family's life um over the years like and we might not know exactly what he has planned for us but if i look back now i can see that like every little moment has led up to the man i am today the struggles the pain the tears the loneliness I felt back then has been all to prep me for where I'm at today. Hmm. My family dynamic is stronger. My faith is stronger. I've never been closer to my my parents, my dad, in my entire life, and that's all because of God um, and His His goodness. Um, so, if you guys were listening to this and you're trying to connect the dots, moral of the story is <laughs> God is good, yeah. and your pain is for a purpose. Yeah. God is good all the time, and all the time, and all the time,
0: God is good, and <laughs> and so I, I actually do. Thank you, thank you for sharing and being and being vulnerable and talking because we have some time, and so I want to, um, I want to maybe point you or push a button because you texted me for a reason, so you I texted me, uh, said, so I love. I, I love Jordan for the fact that he's sitting here before we're recording. He goes, my heart's racing. I'm nervous. My heart's going. And you like you articulated your testimony so well. But I'm curious because you texted me and you said, I have a selfish ask. And I was like, okay, what's up? Like I'll, I, You've lent me your truck so many times. You want to borrow my Subaru? You can take my Subaru wherever <laughs> you want. Um, and you then followed it with this last week's sermon really kicked me in the butt, essentially. Um and I really want to be, I want to share some of the things that I have been wrestling with recently. Yeah. Um, well, recently is a uh, a generous term, um, a loose term. Um, and you said, I want, I want to come on your podcast and share um, and kind of expose some of the things that I've been wrestling with because even before this, you're like, I don't want to um, give it power anymore. Um, do you mind, I don't know how to like n- 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 gently transition into this, but like you and I've been walking through this for together cause it is a together thing. Yeah.
1: I think like a year Yeah, probably now. When I first told you about it. Yeah.
0: Are you, to whatever depth you want, um, because I mean, I think you, 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 you went over Uh, a 30,000 foot testimony of like, um, this is how I got to where I am today. But I'd love to like drill down a little bit into, because you said like, um, this is like putting purpose to pain. And I'd love to do that um, a little more directly um, or intentionally. Um, Would you be okay with that? Yeah. All right. Um
1: I'm here to
0: not hide anymore. Cool. Yeah. And and so like I love that. And I can even if you would like me to like go first, I can I can talk about it. Um and then you can input what you want. Yeah. All right. So, um Jordan and I sim- share a similar vice in the terms of like relationships with food and exercise and body image are like really hard for yes. us. Um, and I remember when you you actually reached out to me and were like, "Hey, can we? You because I post pretty frequently about my body image and my eating disorder stuff, or disordered eating, or you name the you name the the struggle." And I'm pretty sure that I've dabbled in it in some way or another when it comes to food and exercise and body. Um. And so we sat and we talked about it and, and I, this is one thing that I, I, I wanted to encourage him when he sat down and encourage, encourage you when you sat down. was like, dude, there's, there's nothing that you can say here. That is like, not like your experience is very different than mine, but the same at the same time, your experience is unique to you. The internal processing that you walk through on a daily basis is different than me, but the same enemy is present.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I feel like so. To just say it, like yeah. I definitely have. Oh my! It's hard to say. Yeah, it's hard. I thought, oh say. my gosh! So, a slight like eating disorder essentially. Yeah. Um, I had the biggest struggle with like body image um and self esteem by the way I looked, which really negatively influenced like the relationships and friendships that I had or wanted to have. Hmm. And it really hit me in I wanna say my freshman year of college. Yeah. Um in high school, I mean I graduated not being able to bench 135. Which now you're is like guy. now I'm a strong guy, <laughs> of, still weak. Um But if you think about it, like for I knew freshmen on the freshman football team when I was a senior that was that were able to bench that. Um But it was really hard for me my freshman year of college because I was hanging out with like athletes because we were like in the football dorm, yeah. And so we had a lot of football players and track stars and some basketball players, and they were like built dudes. Yeah. And you know when we go out, like the girls flock to muscles. The girls <laughs> flock to like the tall guys with like cut arms and yeah. nice abs or whatever. And I'm like this skinny little <laughs> six foot four pencil, and um, I joke about it, but like I and would be up at night, like in high school, like crying hmm. and a few, because I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you are pathetic. Like hmm. you, you, you're like that skinny fat. Yeah. And every time, like there was like moments where I wouldn't even like go into my, like come out of the shower, go change and then go back hmm. into the bathroom. Cause I didn't want to see myself without a shirt on hmm. because I was just like sh- so ashamed by it. And so I would intentionally overeat to then there's a few times where I did make myself throw up, Mm -hmm. especially if we like went out for someone's birthday or did this or did that. Like it was, it it got, I got to the point where I was like really getting scared of having a legit like eating disorder where I needed to talk to somebody about it. But I felt so ashamed by myself because of it. That I I didn't want people to know. I didn't want people to know I was messed up and broken or weak. I felt so weak in that sense, mentally and physically. Mm. So in college, like my roommate was like this ripped big dude. Yeah. And we lived in the a co ed dorm. So you see girls and dudes walking from the bathroom back to their rooms and like only a towel. Yeah. And so I would like shower at like five AM or shower at like 11 p.m. like yeah. I didn't want people to like see me. Um so that's when I started like working out a little bit and trying to better myself. I'm like, well, maybe I just need to put in more effort. And so I did like start putting on more healthy weight and I started to like get a little more a little more tone and I started to like finally feel good about myself. And Dude, like, dang, Jordan, you look good. Like, yeah. you've been working out. I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, I'm yeah. big. Um, so I was, like, feeling myself. I'm doing really good. And then I was, like, chasing that. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, someone told me I haven't, like, looked good in a while. So maybe I need to get stronger and need to get bigger. And then, or they would, like, say comments like, are you sure you want to eat that? And I'm like, oh, God. And from you, you know, yeah. that sucks. <laughs> so... For years through college, like I'd really watch what I ate around people mm-hmm. because I didn't want I didn't want comments. I didn't want people to say, You look good or man, you look bad because either I'm trying to live up to this expectation of how to look or I feel bad about myself for what I am eating or what I mm-hmm. am doing. So it became like a routine for me to go to the gym to do this, intentionally skip meals. Um And then even, like you said recently, like this is something that I've been struggling with for years that I still haven't found, like, real healing from. Yeah. And it took me a while to, like, really tell my wife about this too. Mm -hmm. Like, it was one of those things that I was, like, ashamed. and If she knew about me and this, like, she wouldn't want to date me anymore. She wouldn't want to be with me anymore. So I tried Mm -hmm. to hide it and when Brandy I love you but she was like I love you for the way you look and the uh, way you are and she yeah. she's coming from a loving heart and I'm sure that's like yeah. so true for her but I don't feel good about myself so I don't think other people believe that about me you either. don't want to hear it
0: yeah and that's even attention to manage because you're like I know I, like, I love
1: you so much for trying but I just don't want to hear it and I don't know how to tell you that dude seriously And from working out all the time in college to, like, stop working out, really, like, especially when I graduated, I didn't even realize this, but I became, like, Fat Jordan. And I have, like, this picture on my phone that reminds me of, like, this is what happens when you don't work out. This is what happens and what you look like when you Mm -hmm. don't care. And it's really unhealthy that I have it on my phone. Yeah. Like some people are like, no, keep it because, like, that's your motivation. Like, that's what you yeah. keep doing. But to me, it's actually a reminder that, like, look, you are weak. Like, you are pathetic. Mm. Like, there's a reason you should have body issues because this is how you looked before. Mm. And I've probably, at my biggest, I was like, too. 225 220 yeah. and now I'm about like 180 so I've lost like a lot of weight not in the most healthy way but um I keep going back to that picture and I see it and I'm like remember how awful you felt when you look like that mm. um and so like Even today, like, I'll eat, like, a big meal or I'll, like, splurge. and I'll do something and I'll, like, look at myself and be, like, you're not cut. Like, you're not toned. Like, why would anyone, like, find this attractive about you? And everyone's, like, I don't know. I I don't like compliments either. Like, man, you look so good. It's like, what did I look like before? Yeah, like, did I not always look good? Like, I don't know. And so... It's something I've like really struggled with lately and I didn't really tell anybody until I told you because you opened up and that's what I love about this podcast. It's like, it's inspiring not only me, but probably so many other men who mm. listen to this and people in general mm. to like share their struggles. Cause I've actually found a lot of freedom from like having conversations with Brandy, having conversations with you, like, a lot of my friends, like, know more about it now, and because I was so open about it, they're like, well, man, like, why didn't you tell us before? Like, I want to I wanna help you through this. Like, I want to support you through this. Like, what yeah. can I do for you? And I'm like, I guess I was like, expecting them to, like, really make fun of me for it mm. or be like, yeah, you are a fat piece of crap yeah. or... Um, you finally well, realized it. Yeah, like, <laughs> you, how did you not notice that before yeah. or whatever, yeah. and... I've been feeling like, wow. When you like let people know like your struggle, they're going to fight for you. Hmm. And I mean, I hear all the time, like what I love most about Red Rocks church is that all of our pastors, especially Sean, pastor Sean, he is so open and authentic and real about like what he's going through and what they're all going through. And it's like, that is something so relatable. Like, Hmm. We're imperfect people pursuing a perfect God. like, And I think that's one of the main things that, like, sticks with me all the time. Like, I am imperfect, and I need to be okay with that. The only perfect being is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so I found a lot of peace through that and knowing that, like, I'm not the only broken, messed up person anymore. Like, I shouldn't be ashamed about what I'm going through but um, if I let people know, then I'll have support system. I'll have like people who are gonna fight on my behalf and be with me in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not gonna say like since I've um, told people about my struggle that like it's, it's over and done. Like I, I just texted yeah. you last week about like, man, today's hard for me. Um, I just feel like a chungus. Like yeah. it, it's, it's really bad when I skip days at the gym. Mm. Like, I'll be like, oh my gosh, well, I didn't go to the gym yesterday, so I won't eat breakfast today, and I won't have coffee with creamer, and it's just like this mind game of, like, what can I eat, what can't I eat, what can yeah. I drink, what can't I drink, and it's just like this mathematical <laughs> chaos confusion in your head, uh, Yeah. and it's it just be- makes me so anxious, like, do people, and then it's back to that thing, it's like, do people only like me because um, I'm not fat, yeah. that I can, like, play basketball with them, yeah. like, if I look like this, would they want to hang out with me? And it all stemmed back, dude. I was doing really well, and from my testimony, when I talked about that church that gave me a really bad taste in my mouth, that yeah. smaller one, I was, in a, like, in a group, chatting, And this guy came up, and he was new. He was was our age. He was new. He's like, hey, like, I've been coming here for a month. I recognize you guys. Like, my name's so-and-so. And And we all introduce ourselves. Everyone's really nice. Like, I don't know if you guys are, like, really interested, but um, I'm, like, trying to start a small group or joining one. I don't know if you guys ever want to, like, hang out. And, like, yeah, totally, like – Here's my number. I'm like, that was great. Like, we're all going to go do a park day. Yeah. Right when that kid walked away, they're like, oh my gosh, could you imagine if we let him in our small group? And this other kid's like, how can someone that large like want to play spike ball? And I'm like, you're on staff at this church. Yeah. And that wrecked me. That wrecked me. I went home and I'm like, oh my gosh, are people going to say that? What do they say about me? Yeah. Yeah. And that like triggered something yeah. that really triggered something in me. So every like I'm better and there's good days and there's bad days. And, but I don't know if I can like full heartedly say like I have freedom. Like, I don't know if I ever will.
0: Yeah. I actually said that to someone the other day. They asked me what my podcast about and I told them the, premise of it and where it was birthed out of and I was like I had I mean I have an eating disorder it doesn't ever really feel like it goes away it just feels like it's a tension that's managed and there's days that are really good and there's days that are really bad and then there's like moments where like I did I was I resonate with you so heavy on the mental of like I'm so good at math because I'm practicing in my head constantly by adding up amounts of foods and calories and macros micros uh calorie expenditure versus calorie intake versus uh like like literally how much water have i drinking ever drinking enough water to work out oh my gosh i drink coffee should i drink water water weight like like i literally like it's to the point it's like oh i'll get on the scale but i probably shouldn't because i know that I've eaten this much today. I haven't worked out yet. And I've drank this much water. So the number I'm not going to like. And then if I see the number that I don't like, I have to get dressed to go out later today. And I want to be able to get dressed without worrying about the number that I see. And so I just won't weigh myself. And then somehow I always end up weighing myself. And so then it's like, oh, well, shit, shoot. Like, I didn't like that number. So yeah. let's wear a baggy black t-shirt and some skin. Like baggy jeans and Crocs Mm -hmm. because I feel comfortable in that. Um,
1: Dude, I – dang. And now it's like, am I going to be attractive for my wife? Like, (sighs) is she going to see me as, like, this handsome guy that she married? Yeah. Like, like, just, like, thinking about it, it's just – I don't, I don't even know how to like explain the feeling like you, there's like so much shame in it and so much guilt. Like, well, Jordan, you're doing this to yourself. Like, I don't know like how to stop these mind games. Like if that's addiction, pornography, self-esteem, mental health, like whatever that is for you, like people understand that it's not something that you you tell someone, they're just like, oh, well be better, be happier. Oh, well just eat salad and fruit and you'll be fine. It's, it's like, it's not, there's so much more to it than just an easy fix. Like there's so much prayer that goes into this. There's so much like seeking Jesus and truthfully, like if it wasn't for God, I don't know where I'd be today. Like Mm. mentally, um, he has, there's like scripture in the Bible that says like, you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Yeah. Like you are a creation of me. And I'm like, you know what? and that brings me peace a lot of the time I'll, I'll sit and during my quiet time, especially when I'm feeling anxious, I'm like, no, God created you Jordan the exact way he wants you to be. Yeah. Like, are you telling, are you telling Jesus that he's wrong? Yeah. Are you saying that like he made a mistake. Hmm. No, Jordan, like you are who you are because he created you to be like Amen. that. And I gonna yeah. just sit there and be like, you know what, God, like I am just incredibly blessed that I'm able to do the things that I'm doing that. Yeah. Um, I have air in my lungs and, legs that can get me places and arms that can do whatever. Like I've been blessed with so many things and I need to start like really focusing on that. Yeah. So and I've that's been really writing that do. down. Like all the things I've been it, on hard days, I'll be like, I, uh, God's blessed me with this. God's blessed me with this. And then I forget who told me, I, I forget which pastor told me about this, but he's like, write down the lie and then write down the declaration truth. Hmm. Oh, it was Craig Rochelle in okay. his book um, "Winning the War with Your Mind." Uh-huh. And so I've been like really trying to get into that practice of Jordan. You are not good enough. Um, you are not called. You are not equipped. And then I go into scripture and I and I counter it. I'm like, actually, that's wrong because um, I am good enough. I am qualified, and God loves me for who I am. Wow. And that has been a huge win for my mental state. Like just getting back into the word, getting back into like really seeking God um, in those moments and not trying to fight this on my, on my own because I did that for years and years and years and I got nowhere Mm. and I lost friendships and I lot and I like tarnished relationships because of it. Mm. Yeah. And it wasn't that. Yeah. That's essentially it. Well, you just
0: dropped a great tool. And what I want to do actually is because, okay, so this, I want to keep talking about this, um, but I want to divide this up. So um, the second episode is going to be essentially, we'll start talk, we'll continue this conversation around uh, eating and mental health. I really want to talk about like the importance of sharing it with people, like talking with your wife, um... Friends, I want to talk. I want to talk a little bit more about that, but that'll be in the "Let's Talk About It" part of the section, um, which will be the next uh, episode. And so, to wrap this up, Jordan, thank you um, for sharing your testimony, and being vulnerable, and like the cool thing is, is you said the words that shame has been keeping you from saying for a long time. And, like, immediately it has less power. You'll be able to say it again. And it'll be hard, but it'll be able to say it. It'll be easier than the first time. And then eventually the enemy has no power anymore. Yeah. And that's what he does is because what you did is you shared it with somebody. You shared it with your wife. You shared it with me. shared it with friends. You saw their response because in your head you're like, oh, they're going to think less of me. They're going to think this. And they didn't respond that way. Right. And so now you're like, oh, well, I can talk about this. Because you can't get help with something that you're dealing with on your own. Just to be like, no matter who you are, you're a great, super strong human. You're not strong enough. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like, with anything that you're dealing with. Because the enemy is really good at what he does. And he's been doing it a lot longer than you've been alive. And so, like, you sharing it with people, you disarmed his lie of, you're alone in this you disarmed his lie of people are going to judge you for this and you disarmed the lie of like you can't beat this whatever that looks like i'm still trying to define what beat looks like because in my head i'm like what it like is there full victory over it like is there full healing in it because if there is i haven't experienced it yet and i'm confident that i can but i
1: now i just haven't and so No, I agree I with you 100%. Like I do know that by voicing it and by making it public that I have so many more resources to go to in order to find that healing and to experience that freedom that I want of this. Yeah. Um like I said there's like good days and bad days. Um but knowing that I am not alone in this. Like yeah. we all have our struggles.
0: And yours might not be food, it might be porn.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And then if you guys read Sean's book Attacking Anxiety, something that really stood out to me that he covered a lot is you're not crazy, you're not alone, and you will get through this. I'm like that is so good. It's like so it's like a simple concept with like crazy amount of impact. Yeah. Like I am not crazy. Like I have an issue and I, I know I do. Um, I have an issue. I know I have it. But I don't want to be ashamed of it. Like yeah. there, I do want... What, what am I trying to say here? It's like... I don't want to minimize it. Yeah. Like There's so many people out there that have way worse problems than this. But this is my problem.
0: And it doesn't feel like a small problem to you.
1: Yeah, it might to somebody else. But not to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah that's good
0: that's good so so to close Jordan thank you I want to just reiterate what he just said your issue that you're wrestling with is not small because it isn't deemed more important by social media by people that you live with people that you love you're something that consumes and wrecks your life is wrecking your life and it is consuming to you and that's all that matters and so without you healing that or surrendering that to the lord or giving it to your friends to help you carry or to get healing in it um don't let the enemy say hey this isn't worth addressing because it's a small thing dude fight back fight back all right he's gonna hit back
1: you you hit back.
0: yeah if he gets to punch you, why can't you punch back? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, Jordan, thank you. Uh, we're going to jump straight into this next episode um, so that we can keep talking about it. But until you click play next episode, peace. Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Over a Drink podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the podcast and on Twitter at over underscore a underscore drink. Reach out and send me a message. I'd also like to encourage you to visit our website at theoveradrinkpodcast.com and sign up for our email newsletter. We're working on weaponizing testimonies here on this podcast, and that isn't exclusive to those who are on the podcast. I'd love for you to send me an email at overadrinkpodcast at gmail.com with a written version of your testimony. I'll put it together in a blog format and then resend it out to everybody on that email list. And in an instant, your testimony will become a weapon. You never know what God is teaching you in your story, that may affect somebody else's story. Finally, I want to invite you to join me in supporting this project. There will be a link in the episode notes to a platform called Buy Me a Coffee that will allow you to partner financially with the Over a Drink podcast on a monthly or one-time basis to help move the mission forward of reconfiguring societal norms of what a man should be. Keep an eye out for our next episode. Peace.